0: It's a I'm stupid I'm doing some place. work, importing some IMAP profiles into PSTs. I don't know. If,
1: pain in the butt. I don't know if you know this, but work generally ends at five p.m. I I have heard that.
0: It's some kind of mythical paradise, that other people seem to live in.
1: I don't know. And my work, they, s- they my coworkers seem to relish the overtime. Well, that's because
0: uh, they need the monies. Overtime was that time and a half.
1: Yeah my uh, salary job i, I guess a- i guess if you got babies you need money i need time yeah people who have babies need money and time <laughs> and diapers i don't know what do you I'm feed
0: like a baby i'm like the Four. guy from monopoly i got <laughs> lots of time and i don't need money <laughs> which is the, like, the opposite cuz that guy seemed like he was always busy polishing yeah. top hats
1: well time. yeah you know he was he was winning the beauty and competition and bronzing <laughs> tiny dogs
2: <laughs>
0: I never really understood why there was a dog in that. Like, it's a top hat, a race car, a dog, and an iron. Thimble it's like was the, the other dog one, and the, yeah. Oh, the thimble was there. I forgot about that. Those seem wildly, you know, mismatched. I feel like yeah. if you get the
1: race car, you should already win Monopoly because you can afford a car. Well, you could also just drive around really fast and pick up all the properties. <laughs> How's the thimble going to get there?
0: I don't even know what's happening. What? This computer's like doing things mysteriously. I don't
1: really care. All right. But all right. What are we talking about, yo? Uh, I don't know. I guess before we dive into this crucial hard-hitting content that we always deliver all the time, forever, uh, we, got, <laughs> we got an email that I feel deserves more consideration right. than its brevity because the email is very short. Jeff Tatarak asks, now that the topic of deep-fried Twinkies and Oreos has been addressed, I must ask this deep-fried butter, would you? And now hold your, hold your tongue for a moment, because I feel I should read some choice quotes from hold the article, he linked. My left arm already hurts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. L- let's just say it right out in the open first off. Pretty much everything that gets deep-fried in that manner is disgusting. But <laughs> butter <laughs> is not a food. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You don't deep fry butter. Anything that's deep fried better be the main course in your meal. And even when it is the main course, you should not eat that much of it. As delicious as it may be, it is deep fried. Which means that it, you know, you've know you taken some kind of floury or, I guess, just plain old starch, whatever it may be, Yeah. and saturated it with burning oil.
1: <laughs> well, he, this guy had to invent a technology to get it to survive, where he like... <laughs> froze it and whipped it with dough or something to get it to maintain consistency. I don't understand
0: why you would want to why would you go all that trouble just to eat butter?
1: Yeah. This butter is, is a condiment. There somewhere we're not far Pilgrims. back somewhere like a long time ago in the history of uh, like county fairs, somebody did something crazy and then somebody else one-upped him re the frying of things. And then it's just <laughs> not stopped because I find this idea offensive. Butter is a condiment or an ingredient. You can't make a meal out of butter. You can't even make a snack out of butter. Well, physically you if could you do, do either, but... That's gross.
0: Like, butter, butter is good with other things. Butter by itself, not so much. It's not like, yeah. you know, I'm a, a settler in the 1500s <laughs> or something, and I don't eat a lot of fatty food in my diet because, you know, I'm normally... Normally, trying not to freeze to death. <laughs> uh, so when I have the opportunity to eat butter, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so oh, good! Butter. I'm just going to wow. eat it by. I'm going to eat it with a spoon along with this raw ground beef <laughs> because we don't know any better because we're stupid. Well, they
1: nowadays they didn't lo- live long enough to rack havoc yeah. or wreak havoc on their digestive tract. <laughs> they were <laughs> I mean, like, they Oh, I, we don't I, know. I sure hope my I don't my colon doesn't explode. Oh wait. I got smallpox and died, I guess it really wasn't that big of a deal. It, wasn't the, it would probably be the plague or something. Yeah.
0: Smallpox is what we brought to the house. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot more things that would probably kill you quicker than butter. Or like, you know, if you died of butter, you probably lived to a good old age. Like, you, you probably hoped you would die of yeah. butter. You're like oh. eating it when you're 20, <laughs> thinking like, oh, I can't wait to be an old man of 70. <laughs> And my,
1: you know, aorta explodes. An old man of 37, more like it. <laughs> if I ever make it to the ripe old age of 40, I'll consider my life well lived.
0: Now pass the butter, because we are wealthy. We but they don't only, they only have, that like... dark
1: bread like the peasants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, only white bread, the purest of all breads. But... Uh, it's like, what's next? If, you, if you've crossed the butter threshold... That is a line that is not easily regressed from. Aren't you just frying something that you fry something in? Like Yeah. How, yeah, that, how does that work? I mean, I guess... You, isn't
0: like a, I mean, butter is sort of just like condensed oil, uh, you know. Or, I mean, I guess it's not, but it is essentially the fat of milk beaten into a solid yeah. that you can then melt in a pan and fry something in. So if you are frying something that can be used to fry something else, you are in dangerous territory. I suppose
1: you probably can't deep fat fry with butter. It's probably, I don't know. I don't know how deep fat frying works. It's probably because the oil gets super, super hot. I mean, I guess it's the, the freezing is essential because the
0: flour or whatever starch you put around the butter essentially protects it and flash fries while the outside of the butter undoubtedly melts and becomes soft. Yeah. And then you take, like, I don't even know why
1: you'd want to eat that. My God, when I think about what it must, like the consistency of it. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you, you bite down into it and sort of like this sloshy mess with some of the dough inside that hasn't really, nothing really happened to it because the butter formed like a protective barrier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like,
1: it's like just having, and I, oh
0: gosh, you'd have to wait for it to cool too, which would make it even grosser because you don't want to bite into butter that's just been deep fried going to be like shooting magma into the back of your throat yeah Good oh, this, is, this just seems like a worse idea the longer i think about
1: it yeah you're not only the health are health you exposing and your the scalding jet. of my mouth there are not not only long-term or long-reaching problems but your immediate future may also not be secure <laughs> yeah i'm just like what's next you gonna get some deep-fried ketchup balls a deep-fried grape jelly <laughs> it's my deep fried grape now, jelly. Dave,
0: that's sort of kind of what a, a jelly filled donut is. No.
1: Not if the, that's... the jelly. Okay, you got me. But they're so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it's not like you know you're you're just. <laughs> like, I don't even know how you would ball jelly. <laughs> like, this is going to be so good. You know what? Yeah. That's like. No, everybody likes a jelly donut. But it's not necessarily just for the jelly. It's like, oh, yeah. Let me well, just squeeze all the jelly out of this donut and throw it at a homeless person because <laughs> I don't want that part.
1: Get out of here, donut sack! Give me your if hidden treasures true, and be gone. <laughs> you would just go buy a jar at the uh,
0: at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you just eat it eat with jelly a spoon, spoon which itself is <laughs> jelly's good, but uh, a little no. sweet. You might
1: want to temper that a little bit. Listen, you know... helps with some peanut butter. People are eating peanut butter from the bottle. They don't have a problem with that. But jelly? That's because peanut butter is, like, savory. Yeah. It's just way too sweet. I know. It's also, like, exclusively used as a spread. Yes. This is true. Where peanut butter has some cooking applications. You put on some chicken. That's pretty good. Peanut butter chicken. You can also... I mean, you put... There are certain kinds of jellies that are good with meats. Yeah, mint jelly, lamb. That's all yes. right.
0: I could buy that. Or, like, you know, some kind of... I mean, you, put, like, you can put sweet stuff on a pork loin. Like, that's yeah, not unusual. Yeah, applesauce with pork. All right. I mean, applesauce isn't really like a jelly.
1: You could, you could probably go apple jelly, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah, I never guess you tried it. I probably could. That sounds... Man, this is I'm just sure another one it. of those paths. <laughs> Men yeah. dare not, dare's not tread. Or it's like, I feel like it's like a, a
0: role playing specialization tree. Like, you get to the end of it and you're just like, <laughs> Apple jelly on pork loin. Oh, man. It's s- a worthless skill. I specked out totally. I up freaking barbecue
1: sauce. <laughs> but let me read oh, some man. of these quotes. Uh, it's like a mixture of a biscuit or a croissant that is just stuffed to the gills with butter on the inside. I think that's the best way to describe it. In order of fried butter, we'll get you three or four pieces of piping hot dough in a little cardboard boat. Any more than that, and I think that would be a bit too much, Gonzalez says. <laughs> a little too rich. Because we're already feeding the fat cows of America balls of fried butter, but we don't want to give hey, them too many balls of not, fried butter. Uh, let's not assume
0: that this man is from America. You know, this could be somewhere else. Come I mean, on. Europeans are generally in better shape than Americans, but that doesn't mean that there isn't any disgusting food
1: out there they tend to partake in no, occasionally. No, th- they're just disgusting food. It's just totally different. Have I ever related the story of the scotch egg on the podcast? Yes. Because <laughs> that was super nasty. And that is a lot of things that I actually like. <laughs> like, sausage, good. Egg? Good. I guess that's pretty much it. <laughs> Deep fried? Eh, alright. Depends. I figured, like, I did twice my normal time on the elliptical yesterday because I was so bored because no grots. So I was like, ah, just sit at the gym forever. And I was like, now, I've burned all these calories, I better get some poutine. Yeah, that's how Keep it Keep the works. equilibrium going. <laughs> And uh let me just participate in this sort of mild form of bulimia that all Americans <laughs> seem to share. That's how you make something you put a little gravy on those French fries and a little cheese curds. That's not weird. That's good.
0: Even if you do like twice the time on the elliptical, what's that like
1: an hour? You probably only burned a thousand calories. Not even. Hour on the elliptical is like six or seven hundred, I think.
0: No nah, man, you gotta jam it out. When dude I, was, I mean I don't know if I can trust the machine. But when I put yeah. in my fat weight and told it how old I was and then jammed out for a half an hour, it told me I was up around six or 700.
1: I mean, it told me, yeah, probably the high end of 600. But at the end, I was going nuts because I was like, "Uh, I got nobody to come home to. I guess I might as well just run until a good song <laughs> or a good song stopped coming up on shuffle. Uh, let me try to
0: outrun the creeping loneliness. Yeah. on this elliptical. It's like it's what not, this is like that's like the ultimate uh, sort of. Yeah, you should someone should write a, a short story about that. It's kind of
1: pathetic, on an elliptical. Yeah, it's also made worse, but it's like you can't even get on a treadmill. It's like the ultimate and stationary position. It's like you there is no way to leave the machine. Like at, le- at least like the. The treadmill requires some sort of awareness and, like, constant motion forward. Like, if, if I don't keep running on this treadmill, it's just going to lose me. Where if I don't keep running on this elliptical, it's just going to stop. I'm or, you know, the worst part is, like on the elliptical, <laughs> if you do cross-training and you have to go backwards. Oh, God. That Every time that happens, I psych myself up for it. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And I just, like, stop dead. And I... I can feel like my hips compact. It's hard.
0: That's I mean, I kind of like that, yeah, cause I don't know. I feel like it it works different muscles, so it gives certain muscles a break. And also, once you get off an elliptical if you've done the cross training, you kind of have stretched a little bit while you're working out, especially mm-hmm. when you go backwards, your calves get stretched out. yeah, so I don't have like crippling cramps immediately after, <laughs> like every time I run, I've never had as that soon problem. as I sit down. It's like it's it's a you know it's a matter of time before I'm going to have to go through the excruciating experience of straightening out your leg when your muscle
1: is trying to rip it in half. Wow, uh, I mean I I am familiar with the pain you describe, but I've certainly never experienced it running. Oh
0: man, I, every time I run, like I'll go to sleep and then wake up in the middle of the night and my legs will be like straight up in the air behind me, and I'll just be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that that pain is like unreal, a baby. Except instead of like curling up forward, it's backwards. Like, no, I can't move. Must straighten out legs. Man. And I love bananas. So it's not like a lack of potassium. So people on the podcast do not suggest
1: that I eat a banana. Uh, I'd never eat a banana of my own volition. Those days what? are over. <laughs> this has been discussed. you got to
0: eat the bananas, Dave. Someday they're going to be gone. And you're going to have those terrible, true. seed-filled... Uh, I don't even know what you want to call them. <laughs> like tear I don't even horrifying jungle fruit is the only <laughs> word that can describe a natural
2: yeah, banana
1: someday the the banana as we know it may just disappear when the banana fungus swipes across the land due to a lack of genetic diversity and that's why I'm eating as much as I can right now <laughs> we might run out you got a banana stockpile you open yeah, up your exactly. fallout shelter it's just filled to the brim with bananas like up to the door or ladder I guess yeah I'm just gonna freeze them all People will be like, but then they'll get all soft and brown. That's cool, because I like banana bread. Yeah, we're going to make some banana bread. That is something I can get behind. I like fruit in combination. <laughs> you like fruit in an unrecognizable loaf format? Yes. Well, a, banana. A
0: banana? <laughs> uh, can I get this banana uh, baked into a, a bread with chocolate chips? Can you make me a banana bread smoothie? Oh, Sir, man. this is a Jamba Juice.
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. I brought the bread. <laughs> Just, just throw it in there, just just it in there with the mango.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's but, probably enough talk about food.
1: Yeah, I know. My lonely anyway, fried butter. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Really? Kill yourself. Cut your wrist, fried butter inventor. You clearly <laughs> have nothing to offer humanity,
0: except for you know mass oh, extinction. Here we go. He's a Dallas I mean, resident. All end up like Wally. Fat drinking fried butter out of a cup, it's real fried butter. It's, it's like yeah, the f- something
1: that tastes like fried butter. And the fried butter was good, but it was a little too much work. I'm so glad they it. invented that liquefied fried butter. That's it's way liquef- better. Yeah,
0: they just liquefy butter. You might that's what fried butter means to me. It's like you might as well just drink a cup of butter,
1: <laughs> like you get a bunch of those uh, diner packets that you pour on pancakes and just dump them all into a big gulp cup. Yeah, <laughs> God, it's disgusting. Oh man, I'm so excited. This is so good. This that, is good. It's gonna be one on one of those world fattest man shows where they normally have the table with like, here's the four thousand calories this fato eats for breakfast. It's that. It's just gonna be like it's of like ten pies and five bowls of cereal and six liters of soda. It's gonna be just one big gulp full of butter. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's pretty fucking gross, but one big gulp full of butter doesn't have the same visual effect as a table of food. And it's probably just as bad for you oh, yeah. as one big gulp it's full of soda. Super. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, considering soda is like pure calories, and butter is pretty much pure calories. That's... Man, I'm, I'm a little tired. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the day. If only I had some form of energy. Then you reach into your mini fridge and pull out a stick of butter and just crack a piece off like a Toblerone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's got the little, instead of just having it segmented so you can cut it with your knife yeah, the tablespoons, it just actually split. Snap it off. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> this is a good little snack. You're chewing it like it's Gary, some crunchy treat, but it's just like... Mealy, mushing around in your mouth. Oh, oh, butter. Yeah, now I'm ready to face the day. Let's let's go pre-productive, team. Go team. We we noticed a 30% increase in uh, productivity and a 500% decrease in life expectancy. (laughs) (laughs) We're willing to go with those numbers. Butter blast. The only butter in a bar Except for all the other butters that are in bars, I feel is... like
0: fried butter is like as far—it's th- almost like an assassination technique. <laughs> and as far as assassination techniques go, it's almost as complicated as some of the stuff
1: Golgo Thirteen pulls off. Oh man, so we're going—we're going with that. We're going straight in. We oh. got to do it, man. In Room Nine Hundred Nine, you couldn't make that shot. No one could make that <laughs> shot. He's so nationless, AKA, Go-Go so 13, ruthless.
0: Let's himself get caught all the time just so that he can thumb his nose at the authorities. Oh, man. He's just fucking with them. And have to mention how enormous of a Japanese person he is.
1: (laughs) How do they even know he's Japanese? He's like 6'3". Well, they they say it every time.
0: That's like the running theme in the dialogue of all of GoGo13's adversaries, if you even want to call them that. They're more like straw men who are there to make GoGo13 look awesome. Not unlike the women who writhe on top of him during lovemaking, (laughs)
2: Gogo
1: Thirteens. Well, Gogo Thirteen is kind of the only character, always a little histrionic. He's kind of the only character in the show, but he's—he's
0: not even really a character. He's just a foil for all of humanity to (laughs) To be be totally stupid around. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, look, here's the pinnacle of all that is man: this sociopathic killer. And the rest of you pathetic weaklings can't do anything about it. <laughs> but he's... I don't like what it says, frankly. He works for good, usually-ish. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> it's never... Like, I mean, they don't even pretend in this one. I mean, I guess... No, in one, he'd, like, legitimately assassinate somebody uh, prompted by the FBI because they were going to cut the FBI's funding. I... Did I watch
1: that one? I think so. It's the one where he shoots the dude with a plastic pistol. Oh, right. That, that, that was the FBI that hired him for that? It's like
0: the FBI or the CIA. It's some a legitimate government agency because they're also... It's the same guy who calls him in
1: to shoot yeah, the dude in the yeah.
0: cockpit of the plane.
1: Yeah. That was pretty messed up. That kind of, like, blew a hole in, like, you know, at least in the past, my experiences with Gogo 13, he's at least usually killing bad guys, even if they're not doing anything bad at the time.
0: you know queen Bee. well i mean queen Bee made the mistake of making love to him yeah that's just signing your own death warrant is the kiss of death it's like now that you have seen my wang truly you will die she's like i can't help it i'm
1: such a slut i gotta bang everyone i've banged everyone in this camp it's like
0: looking into the ark of the covenant it's just like you're cursed it's like the <laughs> Gogo Thirteen is walking around. His dong falls out. Hey, listen! Somebody tries to touch it. They just get struck by lightning.
1: He never kills any like of them until they pull on him. <laughs> Once you draw that pistol, it's over, sweetie. What are you talking about? He's oh killed a woman. You mean without pulling yeah, yeah. on him?
0: Yeah, that's true. GoGo Thirteen has never shot an unarmed woman. In the end, he of... has, however, traumatized hundreds. By shooting
1: the people they're making love to. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're usually, like, ex-Nazis. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I guess that might...
0: Yeah, it might be traumatizing to, to be forced to engage like, in... Oh, I'm sorry. Activity with some fat ex-Nazi.
1: You have such a low self-esteem that you're willing to have sex with an ex-Nazi. Or, you know, he might still be a practicing he, Nazi. Dave... <laughs> He was a Dave, Nazi at the time, it was important. I'm sure he had lots of money.
0: Oh, man. Do we want to actually get into any of the specific plots in this show? Because some of them are astounding.
1: Uh, I mean, the one where he kills a dude with the plastic pistol is probably, point for point, the best story that's ever been written. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I'm willing to agree. Uh, I mean, be- I, you know. Because the depths he goes to... To... Concoct this cover story. I don't think anyone's ever made a more complicated plan. Just the and it's the It's not even Rube, such a complicated plan. It's just such an absurd plan. The and yeah, like, the Rube Goldbergian devices to which he goes <laughs> to. Like, where if any one of his prism of events had not fallen into place, he would have been screwed. Well, what's really hysterical about it is just that. Uh, we're really led to believe
0: that anybody would not become immediately suspicious when viewing Golgo 13 with a bunch of balloons. Yeah. I mean, there's, he looks so menacing all the time. It's like, you might as well just arrest him and confiscate the balloons because he, he doesn't even need a gun. He probably plans on killing somebody with, with a, a balloon. balloon.
1: He's going to deflate <laughs> it and then stretch it out and just shoot it down the guy's throat from 30 yeah. meters away.
0: He's not going to do that. He's probably just going to pop them all punch the dude like punch into his mouth with the balloons and shove him down his throat that's there's no evidence there I, except for I, the
1: dna covering your hand i think the gogo 13 with the handful of carnival balloons is possibly the funniest image that's ever been committed to media <laughs> oh, <that's
0: so> great. <laughs> it's like the security guards look at him and he, he is—he's not even close to happy. Like, yeah. holding that many balloons well, he's should got, really be elated.
1: He's—he's he's got the standard GoGo Thirteen face. He's just staring yeah. blankly at them as they pat him down, and he's holding ten various color of balloons. <laughs> he's got like a red one, and a yellow one, and a blue one. Yeah, it's and they're like, hysterical. Oh, I guess we got to let him through. He doesn't have a weapon. But it's not at all conspicuous that he's holding a bundle of balloons.
0: And going into this area behind the stage, which would
1: almost certainly be off limits to the public. Well, I don't know how he got in there, but that's another part of his plan. He must have known that there was a dove wrangler hanging about to distract the FBI agents that were tailing him. The like... The stupidest, or I guess they were police detectives, but they are so dumb. Because the majority of his plan hinges on the fact that GoGo13 has extrasensory perception, so he knew that they were going to rob his car, and that would provide the majority of his alibi.
0: Well, it wouldn't even provide the majority of his alibi. It would just make the police look stupid.
1: Well, but part of the alibi was that All right, so in summation, he kills the guy with a plastic gun. That's how he's able to get through the metal detector. And, like, three times in the beginning of the episodes, people are like, this is the realest-looking toy gun I've ever seen, like, at the airport. And everybody's like, oh, but it's just a toy gun. And he's like, yes. It's made out of this incredibly heavy-grade plastic that (laughs) looks like it could endure a single gunshot. Uh, So... The detectives are tailing him, and he's just chilling at the county fair, firing at targets with the last county fair gun that actually uses gunpowder, and that factors in (laughs) later too.
0: (laughs) And then he brings in the lawyer, and the lawyer's, like, explaining this all to him. Yeah. What's really incredible is not only, like, how specious his alibi is, but, like, in combination with all the revelations that the investigator goes through, he's like, the gun was made out of plastic that could endure one shot. He put it on a balloon. It's like, how did you figure any of that out?
1: <laughs> like, it, it wasn't obvious at all. How did the, like a, the balloon support the weight of the plastic? Balloons well, cannot support a whole lot of weight. Uh, maybe in well, tandem. Was, it better be able
0: to because it was inside one of the balloons.
1: Yeah. It's just like, how does that work? That that was the reason for the balloons, audience. Maybe he it's filled like, that one with like
0: hydrogen or something. I don't. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, I don't think hydrogen even gives you more lift than helium. But it was definitely no, enough pre- to pick up a balloon. I'm pretty sure hydrogen is better.
1: The idea well, being, except for
0: the whole incredibly flammable thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it, I mean, that's why they <laughs> used it originally. Is because I, well, hydrogen is only. I think it's got the atomic weight of one, and helium is two. So it's lighter than yeah, air. You could
0: be onto something there.
1: And that, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so I cannot speak with surety. You're not GoGo13. But I, 13 but I do know that maybe in the case of a Dem- the Democratic National Convention, would police stoop to breaking into a suspect's car and searching it if they knew he was GoGo13? But why would you even let him in? It's like. Everyone knows exactly who he is when they see yeah. him. It's like,
0: because they all say the same thing. Oh yeah, this Gogo Thirteen. He's pretty big for an Asian fella. I like think the rest of those tiny Japanese. He's like enormous. He must be a giant over there. I think the. I mean, he walks around eating people. <laughs> like a like a mythical Japanese ogre. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what he is. They, they consider him a mountain ogre. Nobody fights him in Japan. They think he's some kind of <laughs> you know demon.
2: I.
1: I, I do give the show credit that everybody knows who he is. Like, at least there's that. Because you figure, if he's killed as many people as he has, word's going to get around. Um, well, but nobody you know, does you, if anything with word doesn't with it. get around, you got to fear for humanity's safety. What are we going to hold him on, Chief? I don't know. Suspicion of being GoGo13? <laughs> Just... You don't. You don't even. You can detain somebody for like six hours without arresting them. I think President like, Obama would wave habeas corpus, and it's like, did you read him his Miranda? Yeah, especially- no, we were afraid he would take advantage of it and kill us with our own words. <laughs> He's a sorcerer. Close your ears. <laughs> don't don't look directly speak. at him.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're having the same discussion that. Uh- Legolas and uh, Aragorn have when they meet Gandalf in the forest. It's like, did you see who's following us? It may be a wizard. Don't let him speak. (laughs) They turn around as Golgo thirteen. Just shoots him.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's the funny part, is that he really doesn't speak, so we don't know. He might have these powers. (laughs) His his most frequently used line is dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I
0: don't even... Now that you say that, I can't really recall... Uh, a time that I remember golgo
1: Thirteen speaking in this show. Well, uh, he he says the important things like, "I need this gun," <laughs> or "I'm gonna need a lawyer," and then the lawyer is like four hours. This hilariously doddering old man. It's like you see here, my client. Now, yeah, talk. About,
0: he, imagine the uh, the chicken attorney from um, Futurama. <laughs> He's basically a caricature of that like you know the (laughs) typical
1: (laughs) so even more absurd habeas corpus (laughs) (laughs) and there's in there and like he's like the the toy gun was stolen from the car how could he have assassinated somebody with a toy gun if he never had it to begin with because when the guys the detectives broke into the car to search for weapons they stole some trinkets To make it look like it was a burglary. burglary. But they left the gun. And then he reported the gun stolen. To further solidify his alibi. So. When they say that. In the interrogation room. The dumbest detectives on the force. Are like wait a minute boss. We didn't steal the gun. (laughs) And then the lawyers just like. Oh so you admit breaking into his car. Without a warrant. (laughs) I guess we gotta let him go. Because we're idiots. It's like, listen, it's a free country. If he wants to enter the Democratic National Convention, there's nothing we can do to stop him. It's not like it's a yeah. private event.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, did, I really think that they would probably just pass a law in Congress that says, you're being arrested on suspicion of being Golgo 13, a.k.a. the only walking crime <laughs> against
1: humanity on it, the planet. It's like the, uh, the law in Arizona. But way more specific. It's like you got <laughs> yeah, to carry your Golgo 13. Resi- this is profiling. <laughs> you have to prove at all times that you
0: are not, in fact, Golgo 13. Let me see your papers. All right, it says right here you're not Gogo 13.
1: <laughs> but he got him forged. All right, buddy. Yeah. How many six feet tall? Japanese men do you think there are, really? He's like, I don't know, there could be many Japanese men of my impressive stature and sexual prowess and unparalleled marksmanship. Ah! This is why I don't talk.
0: <laughs> I don't even know, like, can you even really call it prowess? He's like a human symbiont machine.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't know how those those girls really get into it, but... I don't know I how.
0: I told you, they can, you know, that self-loathing emanates through him. It's like that's, there's a, there was an old, uh Louis C.K. used to have a show called Lucky Louis. Yeah. And uh he had this one hilarious one where it was basically all about, you know, sex and male inadequacy and stuff. And, like, <laughs> they were talking about that and, like, the emotion of it. And Louis C.K., like, the only time he ever satisfied his wife was when he was so angry at her. Like, (laughs) in his head, he was, like, saying all these really hateful things. And I was like, no, no, hate is good. You know? It's just any kind of strong emotion. Right. Maybe that's what Golgo 13 has going for him.
1: Or maybe it's just the psychic worm that's buried at the bottom of his medulla oblongata. (laughs)
0: The thing the aliens planted it just in. Just
1: enables him to control people. Cause nobody could be that dumb. Like the the infamous room nine oh nine story where they found the gun in the trash chute and that's not enough to bring him in. Like, I think yeah, I've watched enough Law and Order to know it is. Cause they're like, I don't know, he's the only guest in this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, desk clerk, did you throw away a gun? I don't think I did, but but I get pretty drunk. <laughs> well it? it's even more of it's like he's
0: the only one in a room facing that direction. He's an international assassin, <laughs> and the reason is nobody could have made that shot. It's See, like maybe he really did just get lucky. <laughs> Who cares if it's impossible? Yeah. Just charge him.
1: We'd never convict like, him. Honor. This preponderance of the evidence which is the legal term, It's not clearly not enough. We only found a shell casing, a gun. It's the only place in the whole city where somebody could have shot from.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, all he'd have to do is use the Superman defense. It's like, could anybody but Superman make that shot? <laughs> and then, like, with great consternation, the cop's like, no! It was a uh, superhuman shot.
1: Oh! The thing that kills me about that is... I'm sh- these sure sh- these stories must be called from like, probably decades of manga, at least many many years. So, the shot that is impossible to make, is 500 meters. In the previous episode, he makes a two kilometer shot. <laughs> so I don't know, unless they, were, know like, <laughs> unless they were like unless they were in mean, the part- middle of a vortex. <laughs> i don't see how it could have been harder no but
0: the other thing that you, they point out at the end of the show or you know where they literally make the supposed realization that he couldn't possibly have done it or we can't charge him because it's just too crazy is because they look through the scope out the window and they see how far away it is yeah and they're like what
1: so oh, he, wow. he like purposely oh. used a really shitty scope
0: just I don't even to know throw like, him off the trail I don't think he just replaced it because in the beginning of the show when the guy's
1: getting shot, like yeah, they it's, give you a view from the red yeah, it's close up
0: right up on his head.
1: <laughs> now who was that guy? He was just some like businessman, right? I don't even remember GoGo you gotta lo- use your powers for good, dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> It is not about good. GoGo thirteen is decidedly evil.
1: yeah, but I think some no percentage of the things it. he do does improve things, generally. Like, you got rid going? of gold and silver. That's got to count for something. <laughs> Can you rid of gold and silver just makes everybody more
0: comfortable with their own sexuality? <laughs> doesn't do anything else.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I really thought I was gay for a second there. Thanks, Golgo. <laughs> now they're dead. <laughs> I don't have to of fantasize off. about them giggling and clawing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe that's really, Maybe the world is a better place without them. It's like, oh my gosh, those two were so annoying. That should have been the end of that movie. I mean, yeah. My gosh. We could like, not find another way to kill. Like, because all the guys he kills in that movie are really annoying. The snake guy.
1: Yeah. Golden and silver, The one <laughs> knife guy. That was like, I don't remember a lot about what we have spoken about in the past of GoGo 13, but I really remember being really proud of. Of talking about the fact that when they send those three army assassins at him, there's a two-knife guy and a hook-hand guy, and then one guy just has one knife. <laughs> <And> that's, like, <laughs> yeah. really sad for the one-knife guy. He's like, it's not even cybernetically attached to my body. This other guy's got twice as many knives. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when they're fighting
0: Snake. They don't even send those guys against GoGo13. That was, like, the, the yo-yo killer's test.
1: Really? I don't even. Rem- I thought they sent him out of an- in the church.
0: Uh, I don't remember. I feel like the the guy who ended up killing him was the dude who had the yo-yos.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. But I thought I thought they got more screen time. Whatever. They dumped a whole church on Gogo Thirteen, and that didn't take him out. <laughs> <laughs> You think you're going to kill GoGo13 with a church? I'm pretty sure he's the Antichrist. That didn't even prompt a scene where he had to recuperate in some far-off locale. Where he talks (laughs) like his Grateful Dead buddy on a riverboat in Vietnam. I don't know. In some jungle territory. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. I think my favorite uh, story, even though the balloon one is pretty dope... Was the uh, the one where the uh, the mobsters uh, essentially the mobsters? I don't know what you want to call her, lover, mistress, but know, his like girl.
1: His also, booty. she's basically getting raped.
0: Yeah, that when one, she uh, <laughs> that's right because there's so many terrible lines that she said. She's like, "I'm going to be like one of those uh, pretty woman whores." Yeah, and I've got to assume that this is just like a bad dub, but she actually says that. Yeah, and it is hilarious
1: Wait, did you watch the she dub? She sounds Yeah. Uh no, yeah, in the subtitles she she says it She's like the same thing. She says pretty woman. <laughs> there's no mistaking it. Like that is exactly <laughs> what she said. It's even it's made even more hilarious by the fact that she
0: sounds like the villain from the Last Dragon's girlfriend. <laughs> It's like the same person I must who they got for the voice acting.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. And of course, I wish I watched it dubbed.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a pretty good episode. You got Golgo. I love it how the craziest thing about Golgo is like he's some kind of weird not only is he I mean he's basically a robot because he's all, he's constantly making these strange calculations. Yeah. And they always seem to be on purpose like the mobster's bodyguard is there. And Golgo prompts him to draw his gun so yeah, that he can so figure he can out know. he can draw a gun faster than Golgo. He's like, oh my gosh, he can draw a gun faster than me.
1: And he's like, uh, well, he's like, our drawing speeds are equal. Because nobody could, I don't think it really fits with what the this, fiction. What is the old west? Who for? Can't? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to have to think up a new plan, like, just... Fucking wander into more Kismet because a gang war just happened to start. And while that was going on, I just shoot the guy I was supposed to kill. Easy money. I like how they've Why don't updated you just his always fee. Always have your gun drawn. His, his fee is now $3 million, I guess, to keep in pace with inflation. $1 million really just wasn't doing it for the i don't know why
0: one million wasn't doing it Dude. apparently he pays four hundred thousand dollars to get a custom made gun and yeah. he kills somebody once a week that's <laughs> 50, i mean that's
1: seven hundred thousand dollars i that's a that's like 30 million dollars every year well i think gogo could make a lot more money if he didn't keep buying custom guns <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you even need them he shot a mobster in the head across the street from behind a magazine. He wasn't even. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's someone it cuts back to him and he's holding up like the playbill and it's. smoking. <laughs> like, why did you need to hide the gun? As if if they looked over and they'd be like, oh, that guy's just holding the, the, the score to Lay Mis. <laughs> he's not a threat. <laughs> the giant bullet hole through it. What's well, even more remarkable is like there's this hail of gunfire.
0: The guy's about to run back inside, and Gogo doesn't even aim his gun. He just stands there with the gun behind
1: a piece of paper and hits him with the first shot right between the eyes. And then that guy takes like 20 minutes to fall down. Yeah. Like, Gogo shoots him at the beginning of the gunfight. The gunfight resolves, and then the bodyguard <laughs> turns around to look at him, and he's still just like standing there with his head tilted back. Just kind of waving back and forth. I don't know. It's like, what a great bodyguard. He can draw at basically the speed of light, but he doesn't know how to tell the dude to get back inside. Or for that matter, this guy who clawed his way up from the streets doesn't have enough common sense to get back inside. (laughs) Or just get in the car, get yeah, get in your tank. they're like, ah, oh, it's bulletproof. That limousine might as well be a tank. Well, then everybody let's just get in it and run over all the gangsters
0: <laughs> oh they didn't they didn't imagine that GoGo thirteen would have taken that evening to enjoy some of the city's fine cultural,
1: opera. yeah, he's <laughs> like now I go to the Olde Opery. <laughs> the finest
0: rendition of Rob... Oh, an opportunity for an association. <laughs> I oh, was just going to go
1: to the theater. But this is a delightful coincidence. The Pirates of Penzance and a million dollars in the same night? Now I can afford it's to been- go see it because I spent the rest of my money on guns and whores. <laughs> he didn't spend any money. He, in that same... like In
0: the epi- the first episode you see, he gets like the gunsmith to oh it's i don't even know what you like that might be the fancy rifle one yeah he gets the gunsmith to like make it's like i need this done in four hours he's like R- what are you gonna do for four hours he's like i'm gonna go lay on a bed yeah let a woman make love to me because
1: that's how it works i had to explain this concept to graziella she had never seen any gogo 13 before so she was like so he's like getting <laughs> he information like out of her time. or something yeah i mean that that probably sparked the question like, she's a spy, maybe? He needs to, like, learn some secret about nope. the terrorists? I was like, no, he's she's just getting a whore. He's got nothing better to do. <laughs> he's got four hours to kill. What do you do? You wish it was that complicated. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? He's, like, checking his email. All right. I read all the forums. I guess I gotta go bang a whore. <laughs>
0: I've got to go blow off some steam since I haven't expressed an emotion since the age of three.
1: That's how he keeps it in check. That's how he doesn't just go off on a murder spree.
0: But it's like there's no vice to it. You know, it's not like, you know, he has to, you know, have some kind of weird, strange expression of his sexuality. It's just a
1: totally inexpressive. He might as well be asleep. Like. He's yeah. in there. I am yeah. so enjoying this sex. That's Maybe the only he way he can, can sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just Otherwise can't. the dreams will haunt him. Even GoGo thirteen is not immune to dreams. <laughs> it's like you need yeah, so that's really that's why he has to pay the prostitute. It's cause she has to make love to him for eight
1: hours so he can get the recommended amount of sleep. Yeah. That's why the eight hours of sex don't come cheap. He's like, sometimes uh, yeah. I'm suspicious they're cycling girls in and out while I'm napping and give the original one a break. That's not really what I paid for. Well, I mean, they,
0: don't make, they make it sound... I mean, because the, the hooker almost gives him a refund. She's like, that was amazing, and I'm a prostitute.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a, his penis has superpowers that make anyone <laughs> fall in love with it. Even the ones that haven't had sex with it, when they look at him kneeling down, all he's doing is casing the hotel room for bugs. And then you you have to sit through like a 30 second montage of the the character, the girl who's hiring him, imagining how great it would be to have sex with him in graphic detail. It's like, I don't know how much doggy style I've seen outside of, like, Megazone 23 Part 2. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: man. And the greatest part is then she thinks GoGo13 is
1: going to run away to Florida with her.
0: Yeah. Uh, and for that transgression, she is
2: shot.
1: Clearly, this is the one aspect of his personality that you are not familiar with. GoGo13 doesn't like to get tied down. And he already already used up his one credit for his lifetime of not shooting the woman that pulled the gun on him. So he's like, (laughs) sorry, I gotta do it. I like how he's polite in these situations and he lets them get a shot off sometimes. It's like, ah, they tried. Yeah, ladies. It's so cute when they try and shoot you, those girls in their vaginas, thinking they can do man work. Ah uh, yes,
0: Gogo thirteen. You so crazy? Yeah,
1: dude. Even the girls that don't start out as whores in this universe just become them eventually. <laughs> like they're... well,
0: when you're around Gogo thirteen, you have no choice.
1: Yeah, it's like because they're they actually end up paying him. <laughs> Come on, daddy, I gotta get some of that sweet sweet pinor. <laughs> Listen, woman, I already <laughs> told you. Well, actually, I didn't tell you because I don't say anything. Hey, no. I'm not
0: getting a, uh, a, a gun manufacturer today, all right? Come back later.
1: <laughs> it's, to say, it's gotten to the point where he just throws a pistol into their hand to give himself an excuse. It's like, come on, go. Why even have the facade anymore? It's like, you're...
0: It's like Predator. It's yeah. so they pick up anything.
1: <laughs> gun, pal. Oh, that was close. That baby almost killed me. I can imagine an elaborate scenario where he's like walking down the street, and they've got the woman's got somebody in a baby bjorn. He's like, "I am the packaging. That baby could have a pistol. I better kill them both to be sure." She's like, "Go, go, come meet your son."
0: (laughs) That's the only way. Oh, I knew
1: I I should have gotten my tubes tied. Actually, GoGo just makes all women he sleeps with get their teeth tied. He's like, all right, I'm going to drop you off at the doctor's, and I'll pick you up in about six hours, and we'll bang, and then I'll never see you again. <laughs> She's like, worth it! <laughs> you know, GoGo, this procedure is a lot less invasive for you. <laughs> yeah, right. You think I'm gonna give up my man power? Blanks? What are you, crazy? (laughs) What if I ever wanna father an heir
0: like a stallion? He has to get his tube tied. As soon as he, I mean, his semen probably all trying to choke each other out.
1: I think his semen probably neuters women. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think they probably shoot right up the fallopian tube. They're powerful, they just rock it in there. Cut it right (laughs) off at the source. He's like, we don't even need a doctor's appointment. I'll take care of this in ten minutes. It's a bizarre and not especially transmittable uh, genetic disorder. (laughs) That's that's the good part, is that it will never evolve along with us. Because it (laughs) kills any chance to further his line. As if he's ever going to die. Like... They, I don't I mean I haven't really read the manga but they just have no pretense about him aging. It's like now he's <laughs> he's just operating in the year 2000 or 2010. It's like ah, I'm just I around. I think it would be
0: really awesome if they some like at some point they did like this total Did, weird did like thing a what if? They, yeah, where Gogo 13 is essentially death on earth. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. If, it, if he, he's essentially a force of nature at this time, he's just like a constant reminder of the mortality of man.
1: <laughs> That's what they learn. Like some dude, like a Tom Hanks in a Dan Brown novel, unlocks the conspiracy. It's like, no, no, he's not murdering people. He is murder. <laughs> And every time he kills, he gains power. He's got, like, one of those graphs that starts with one dot and then, like, spreads out to two dots and then spreads yeah. to four. He's like, in three and a half years, Gogo 13 will have killed everyone on the planet. If we don't expand into space, the human race will cease to exist.
0: Not only do we have to expand into space, we have to make sure Gogo 13 doesn't get on the space jet. So, you know, don't hire the security from the Democratic Convention. And then we need to nuke the planet's surface. Just to be sure.
1: It's not going to stop him. He can just burrow under the earth like a Zergling. <laughs> you hear know, that nuclear well, launch detected him, and he's just like... Some
0: racist problem. <laughs> discover the ashes of our civilization.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just chilling around. That's the one thing you can't do is build a starship. And then, like, some alien race just wanders by. They're like, ah, this planet looks okay, ravaged by nuclear war. We can probably get something out of that, because we're the aliens that eat radiation. (laughs) And then Gogo 13 wakes up from his long period of dormancy when we realize that Gogo 13 is, in fact, M.D. Geist. And it comes full circle. Yeah. He was, I mean... If you're going to call anybody who's not MD Guy's most dangerous, who's it going to be? GoGo go 13. You think he Without couldn't a fire a grappling hook into a passing aircraft? <laughs> Which when you think about it, that. the absurdity of that, like aircrafts, even the slowest aircrafts, go pretty fast. The timing required to fire a grappling hook into one of them is... Uh, it's pretty unthinkable. I don't even think most dangerous guys could do it.
0: But he did, Dave. But he did.
1: I also think they call him most dangerous primarily because of his sociopathy. And not for any real skills. They're like, hey, he's pretty much just as good as any one of these Mad Max bikers. But he is willing to unleash a plague of killer insects upon the human race. So, yeah. For no I'd call that either. pretty dangerous. Perhaps most dangerous. Oh my
0: gosh! This is an epically long podcast. Yeah,
1: well, I'm happy. Feel like it's been slow recently, and this one true—just felt good in my heart. And next time, there's—I've got—I've got video games on top of video games on top of video games to talk about. Word up! StarCraft Two. I'm playing some oh, Front Mission Five. Yeah, I don't know. It's StarCraft. I kind of yeah. feel like the longer I play it, the more I realized. I already played, like, hundreds and hundreds of hours of StarCraft, and this isn't really <laughs> that different. So while it's, like, not really bad, I don't... It's difficult to care about it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like I started, and I, I would play a couple missions at a time, and then that number had slowly degraded to the point where, like, I play one, and I get kind of bored. And even, like... I don't know. days. Dave,
0: save it for the video game podcast. Yeah, I guess.
1: Whatever. Yes. <laughs> let us clap. Yes, yes, I know. All right. I'm One, a new
2: climax, two, three. Could you please Crap, I cracked my knuckles before I clapped. I before I
1: clapped. You know. So now there's some very similar oh, sounds to from the clap on the audio track. Okay, let me just that's finish gonna, up here just a
2: second. That's, gonna be that's gonna be. All right. Hello there, David Riley. Guess who? It's me, Duke Togo, affectionately known as GoGo13, and I'm here to wish you a very happy birthday. Not a lot of people know this, but I'm actually a very huge fan of fast karate for the gentlemen, and you, David Riley, in particular. As a matter of fact, all of my friends are always saying, Hey, you love David Riley so much, why don't you marry him and then have sex with him? and then murder him in a very brutal fashion. And then I just laugh, because we all know that I would never marry you, David. I mean, why buy the cow, when you can just have sex with it and then shoot it in the face for free? Ha ha ha, just a little birthday humor there, Dave. But in all seriousness, you should probably know that that is something I would consider doing in the event that the underground dinosaur resistance movement meets my salary demands. But let us not dwell on unpleasantries, David. For your birthday this year, I have decided to give you the most valuable present I can possibly give. A five-minute head start, to be cashed in at any time. Not that it will do you any good, but it's the thought that counts. Now, if you'll excuse me, Some 12-year-old has just paid me $10 to murder Santa Claus for giving him socks instead of an M16. This may very well be my most difficult case yet, because I really don't like having sex with old men. In room 909, you couldn't make that shot. No one could make that shot. No one's that good. You're so nationless, so groupless. You fucking sniper. I know you with your Japanese eyes. You're so nationless. You're so groupless. I know your name, boy. In room 909. Cut yourself open.
0: Team pulls off.
1: Oh, man. So we're Almost. going... We're going with that. We're going straight in. Oh. We got to do it. Man, in room 909, you couldn't make that shot. No one could make that <laughs> shot. Oh, with that shit. scope.
0: Oops. Dave totally freaking hung up on me, guys. What a lame What? What the heck, man? All right, that one, that one was my fault. <laughs> I looked at my phone, and it is pretty sweaty and gross because it's hot up in here. And this is, uh, I don't even know, some old school... I don't even know you... What do you call it? It's some kind of old Motorola phone. I think it's a Motorola Q. So the screen is all sweaty with my face juices.
1: Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I got so into saying that. I was holding the phone and I was slapping it against my palm. <laughs> and my finger hit the hang-up button. And I saw it and I just heard the prices Right noises in my head. It's like, oops.
2: But oh yes. well. Go Go 13, -13, Uh, the TV show.